We had the Friday and Sunday softball games, so you got to hear a lot of Gabrielle and Nori get ready to hear more of her highlights, along with Megan Piero. Both were named to the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honor Roll. Nori certainly was Pitcher of the Week quality. Nori, again from St. Thomas Aquinas, but went to Lehigh in PA and was a standout pitcher for them. Got them into the NCAA tournament last year. Right off the jump, as a freshman, was tied for all their team leads in all the key categories. She was hurt in 2020, but then came back strong in 21, was a first-team All-Patriot League performer. And then last year, among her better performances, was one in a one nothing loss to Georgina Corrick and the Bulls. But got into the NCAA tournament, actually got an NCAA tournament win, and then is now at USF for two seasons. Well, started off this year going up against her former rival in that Patriot League, Boston University, the team that she essentially ended the season of last year, got her for six runs. So that was not the best start. It was an 8 nothing win for Boston University. And then, of course, she goes right into the fire against teams like Duke and Virginia Tech as the Bulls were losing four games over in Clearwater and getting to 2-7 and seven on the season. Then she came back against FGCU and pitched a complete game shutout with 10 strikeouts. Next start was against Tennessee, team that, well, let's go through the rankings of the teams that the Bulls have played this year, by the way. Tennessee is one of, count them, four top 10 teams that the Bulls face this year as far as the RPI goes. The Volunteers are 26-2. and two. They handed Clemson, believe it or not, in that event in Tampa in the third weekend of the season, Clemson's only loss of the year. Clemson is 32-1. and That's another top-10 team the Bulls played. The others, if you're curious, would be Duke, one of their Clearwater opponents, and Texas, the team that the Bulls beat. Four more of the Bulls' opponents are in the top 30, including another that they beat Michigan. If you're wondering, the others are Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. Bulls themselves are now into the top 50 in the RPI, and that's a big deal at number 49. And, well, Nori was a big part of the Friday and Sunday victories. After missing a month with a lower body injury, she was just fine in getting the start with Peyton Dixon unavailable on Friday afternoon. The transfer from Lehigh, who gave the Bulls a nice lift at the front end of the rotation behind the freshman Peyton Dixon. Her name is Gabriella Nori. She has not pitched in a month. She is pitching right now to start things off. That is a big lift for the Bulls, potentially. Two and two, that ball's drilled to right field, but it's gonna hang up for Megan Sheehan to make the catch. So three up, three down, a nice return to the circle for Gabrielle Lenori for the Bulls. Getting underneath it enough to make it an easy catch. It is Sawyer and Sheehan makes the said catch and another one, two, three inning for Gabby Nori. Four of her six innings have gone that route and that's how you like it. Gabby Nori, who has now thrown 81 pitches. That's pretty tidy. Looking to finish off her complete game if she can. Rocks on two and two. The ball is drilled, put right to the first baseman, Natalie wide, and that'll do the deal for the Bulls. They open up conference play with a very convincing six to one win. Pirates didn't go away quietly, but the Bulls grab the W here to start off conference play, and after a month away, Gabriella Nori is magnificent. Only struck out two in that game. In fact, 41 strikeouts in 38 innings as East Carolina came to town 21-9 and nine and put the ball in play, but a lot into the outfield, some pop-ups as well. And then on Saturday, well, you'll hear what her head coach Ken Erickson says here in a minute or two about her 
ninth-inning performance to secure a 9-5 win. Of course, one run away from being a save, but just getting in some extra work and then right back to the start on Sunday morning. Norio had very few problems. Almost complete game shutout. Gave up the one run in the final inning against East Carolina. Running into some problems here early. They can get out of it one strike away. And that ball is golf. It's going to stay high in the air. Nice little wave off there at first base by Tribal Piece. Catches it in foul ground. And the Bulls indeed escape the jam. And strike three called on the outside corner. That is a big put away pitch by Nori. And she gets a second straight. One, two, three inning. And we have completed four and a half here with the Bulls in cruise control now. Thanks to another solid effort by their transfer lefty pitcher. 0-1 changeup, and that's a pop-up right to Nori. Makes the catch, and a third straight 1-2-3 inning. As a matter of fact, she has retired 12 in a row in this game after a leadoff single in the third. Excellent stuff for Nori and the Bulls. Looking to finish off the sweep here. Didn't get that final out call from her because the Bulls went ahead and scored three runs in the bottom of the sixth to finish it off via run roll. But with those 14 innings of work, as it turned out, she only gave up one run. In the last inning after the Bulls had the 6-0 lead on Friday, she struck out seven, only walked a couple, and actually threw exactly 82 pitches in both of her wins. She is now 3-4 and four on the season after just one win in the pre-injury part of the season that I told you about earlier. Here's some of Ken Erickson, the head coach of the Bulls, on what Gabby was able to bring to the circle on the weekend and earn weekly honors from the American Athletic Conference. Well, she's a veteran, you know, and remember when we talk about workload, remember about numbers, right? Numbers of pitches is, is the adamant part, right? So she had 82 pitches on Friday night, which is not a big workload, and then she had 82 pitches today. It's not a big workload, and she only had about 30 yesterday. Yesterday was a bullpen workout for her pretty much. So we're regulating her. We're not letting her go past 90, I can tell you that, you know, and so it's not just about innings. It's about numbers of pitches. So she's becoming a fit, and she's, she's very efficient this week. And so when you're efficient, you can go a little bit longer. It looks like you're putting in a lot of innings, but you're only putting 82 pitches. So um, that's the big deal. And it was really good timing for her to come back with uh, Dixon and Hill being out right now. So, um, you know, we'll see. See how it goes. We'll definitely see how the injury to Peyton Dixon goes. It's, my understanding, not a long-term injury, but one that will keep her out at least this weekend as well. But, again, if Nori's going to pitch like that, and the bats are going to continue to thrive. You're going to have a chance to win plenty of ball games and contend for a conference championship. Won't be easy with Wichita State and UCF both atop the league. Shockers took two or three from the Knights in Orlando this weekend. We'll give you those details again on Around the American. But it wasn't just Nori on the weekly honor roll. One of the Bulls' bats had to get in there, remembering that the conference especially now with just three series as we're into conference play, is only going to have three winning teams, and the Bulls won all three of their games. So who got the honors? It would be the fifth-year Bull from Steinbrenner High School. Megan Piero, who has driven in a couple with a big double yesterday, sort of create some separation, walked a couple times, and scored a couple runs this weekend. Just one hit and struck out earlier. We'll be looking for that changeup. Oh, drills that ball. That was a fastball, and are they going to send the runner? This is going to be a... Close play at the plate. No, it won't be. Bad throw, and the Bulls extend their lead. You heard me there in the buildup. That's why I included it. Kind of sum up what she had done. We did not do a broadcast on Saturday night, but she indeed came up with a big-time two-run double. That was in the nine-run second inning, which really should have ended 4-4, to four, as we told you on yesterday's show, but there was an error. There was a 
drop strike three that didn't get thrown over to first base mysteriously, and so Piero made them pay with the two-run double. And that really might have been one of those things that helps turn her season around because until that chance with the bases loaded, which again, they should not have been loaded, her only other two-RBI game was against Penn, a winless team, in a doubleheader on March 7th. That was in game 21 of the year. In the first 20 games, Piero, who has been great throughout her career, had a total of one RBI. She had three this past weekend. And I also mentioned the walks, two in the Friday contest. It was her first two-walk game of the year, and that's something that she's always been very good about, namely on-base percentage, especially in 2021, where she hit 250, but her OBP was 410 because of 24 walks. I know we all focus on batting average, but that has been a big part of her game and hadn't been until this weekend. So in speaking with Ryan Urquhart about one of the big, pun intended, pieces of the turnaround for the Bulls, and again, Marissa Tribal Piece certainly is now, and this is a great place to be, always in Player of the Week territory as Piero got the nod. Love the fact that she's hitting 221 now after hovering really in the sort of 150, 160 area until the last couple of weeks. Tribal Piece is an even better example of what's been going on with this Bulls offense. She was hitting below 100 until the three-hit day that included the Grand Slam against her former team, Michigan State. And she had four more hits this weekend, two doubles, of course. She has 14 extra base hits and is batting 313. So in speaking about Tribal Piece, getting into Piero, here's Ken Erickson, and then he gets into the entire team and how this has been important. The offense is just starting to come along. For Marissa Tribal Piece, another multi-hit game for her. It seems like it's not just the explosiveness, but the consistency from her. How important is that to have that kind of steady hitter? Well, you know, it's, it's I'm getting goosebumps by you bringing that up right now. You know, it's what we talked about earlier in the year, is that if you can get more consistent, the power comes just by being consistent barrel to the ball. Had the same conversation with Piero two days ago. Like, Megan, you're not a home run hitter. You understand you're a line drive ground ball guy. And if you do that, and today was a great example of what she did. Everything shortened up. Because I think, I want to say, if you take a look back at the stats for her, batting off her left-handers, she's like one for 22 before this weekend, right? And so now you come in and you like, oh, there we go. You're not opening up so fast, not trying to muscle the ball instead of the duck farts out to left field. Line drives into the gap. So got to give her a lot of credit, too, as a senior. From a lineup construction perspective, how have you liked Piero at nine, Cadillab at one? How many different, like, um, and then you put Sheehan at the two, right? Yeah. And sometimes you get Hanlon at the eight and nine you know, or, or uh, Bryant. How many leadoff guys are right there? How many speed guys are at the turn? Yeah. You know, so you're starting the next lineup. You're starting the third inning. Maybe you're the leadoff guy in Piero. Right. But you're also putting an RBI guy there, right? So so with both of those guys, it gives us a lot of good options. You know, if, if you think about it, since the Lehigh game, uh, offense has been pretty, pretty good about putting a barrel on the ball. And um, it's how many games into the season was that at that point? We're like 26, 27 games into the year. And you would hope, you know, that with a, a whole brand new offense compared to what we had last year, that at some point it would click. And it, it seems to be more competitive now on each at bat than it was in the past. So it just comes, our game's a marathon, and the more at bats you get, the more comfortable you get. So, and you got to be comfortable with your teammates. So I think we're, we're winning in the dugout, winning in the locker room right now. That makes it easier to go to the plate. A lot of great stuff there from Ken Erickson. As you heard my buddy Ryan Urquhart asking the fantastic questions. Wanted to spend the entire first segment talking about softball because love what they've been doing. And again, they started off conference play with a sweep to get to 22-15 and 15 on the season. 